Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Anadin Ang Bikaraja. <laughs> and I am Stephen Badass. I'm just going with it here. What's, what happened yeah, there, know. Stephen? I, don't know, I thought I'd try and throw you. Oh, I'm unthrowable. Uh, <laughs> that's not, not actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So I'm uh, Stephen Badass. Yeah, you are. I mean, th- there are some people who may not know the distinction between our voices. Do, do you reckon there's a similarity between... Our uh, voices, our accents. Do you think I people think could get confused? I think it's pretty much identical. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. There, there was actually uh, some some uh, discussion with a few people that listened to this podcast mm. that was uh, taking place, and uh, people were debating whether or not you are Irish. Right. Um, <laughs> do you want to settle that that debate? No, let, let, it, let it be a mystery. No. Let, let, I'm, I'm happy uh, <laughs> to live in that uncertainty. If anything, it's a reflection that the listeners of the show have a healthy skepticism for what they hear. So I think, I think it's, that a, is good. It's, it's a positive on, on the listeners. So well done. People, people were also uh, speculating as to your body shape. They oh, were trying to get, guess your body shape from your voice. Okay. Interesting. And uh, what, was the, what was the average or oh. the average guess? Was it high, low, well, medium? No, no, people were expecting lean and fit. Mm, interesting. So, I think yeah. I think we'll uh, leave that as a mystery too. Let's uh, mm-hmm. see how it goes. But <laughs> I, in saying that, speaking of, of what averages are and, and how they fit within uh, repeated measures, I mean, it's, it was a hard segue this week, I'm going to be honest, because today's topic <laughs> is it's about regression to the mean. Uh, what mm. is it and how to deal with it? Before we start, Stephen, yep. have you heard of this phenomenon called regression to the mean? Does that uh, those words put together make any sense? Mm, put put together, no. When okay. I when I saw the paper title, I was like, "Damn!" I feel like this is Anandin picking papers now <laughs> to punish me for not having picked one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, no, there's no punishment. It's actually a, just a really interesting paper. So I thought I thought it'd be something that it's a bit more in the statistical end of uh, what we usually do. I can already hear people tuning out. But, however, <laughs> before you do that, let me just say that it's a very cool phenomenon that happens in our daily lives. And in science, sometimes even scientists don't often uh, remember this sort of phenomenon and they don't account for it in their studies. So sometimes the effects they see could, in part, be attributed to regression to the mean. So it's a really important thing uh, that happens in science. So, yeah. Stephen, shall so, I get into what it is and what's it about? I, before people tune out, I the first thing I did was I watched a YouTube video before I read the paper on okay. what regression to the mean is. Yep. And then I was like, damn, this is super fascinating. Cool. I am engaged. And Great. then I read the paper. So, yeah, explain know. what regression to the mean is. Happy to know. You know, it's going to be a good podcast. And the first three minutes is us pleading with the listeners not to tune out. <laughs> that's, that's what you know. We've, we've picked a winner with the paper today. <laughs> so regression to the mean uh, is a phenomenon that arises if a, the, well, it often happens when you have uh, multiple uh, data points. And so what that means is if I take uh, a data point from you today, say, I take uh, your your score on a test, and then I, I retest you a little bit later. So that's multiple data points, more than one data point from one individual. What regression to the mean shows is that more often than not, your if your first score was extreme, so if you did really well on the first test, the second test, you're more likely 
to not do as well or your score is more likely to be to go towards closer to the mean or regress to the mean and this is this is a crazy phenomenon that was found by a guy named sir uh, francis galton and he demonstrated it by looking at people's heights and he looked at uh, a whole bunch of, he measured a whole bunch of different families and and the parents and the children and what he found was that tall parents did in fact have tall children but those children weren't as tall as their parents they were actually uh, they were taller than average but weren't as tall as the parents so you can see that within generations uh, as generations go on these children were getting more and more towards the mean population height and in the same way shorter parents when they had children when you compare those children to the average population yeah they were short but they weren't as short as their parents and so this phenomenon is amazing because it shows that when we take these repeated measures over time more often than not if you have extreme uh, data points from any each side of the bell curve or either side of it uh, extreme high or extreme low the next assessment is most likely to be uh, more towards the middle and this can be an issue because say you know even in our last week's paper we were talking about the effect of lavender oil or lorazepam on uh, anxiety and if you take a population of people who are already at extremes so say um those who experience if we take anxiety as a bell curve those who have extreme anxiety you could say average or normal amounts of anxiety and then the other extreme which is no anxiety like the alex honnold i guess the guy who free soloed up um yosemite (laughs) that that's an outlier that comes to mind so if you think of that bell curve uh, and then but the problem is if you just take people from one extreme but then you give them a drug and then you test them again more often than not, even without the drug, they were likely to ha- be less extreme on their score uh, the second time. So that's broadly what regression to the mean is. Does that make sense to mm. you, Stephen? Is, is that? I mean, kind of. I feel like this has opened a world of questions. There are parts of this that I don't understand. We're really okay. putting your science communication skills to the test today. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so, go- okay, going back to the like the parents example, the, like having children that are slightly lesser in height. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the mean that we're talking about is the mean of the two people who have conceived the child. Uh, it's it's the actual uh, population mean of uh, if you were to average all people in the world and their heights, it's what we call the true mean. And so often when we talk about the true value in something, it's like if we got every if we knew the exact answer of everyone's height in the world, uh, that would be the true mean. But we don't know that. So what we do in science is we take samples and we can take very very big samples and we use that sample to be representative of the the true true mean so that's what we mean when we talk about mean yeah okay so then so i've I've seen this applied to athletes as well Mm -hmm. right so an athlete performs really well one game the expectation is that they're going to perform slightly less well the next game they're going to regress to the mean now the mean in that case is not necessarily the mean, the average skill of all professional players, or not even professional. The mean there is the mean of their performances. Is, that, is yeah, that right? Yeah, you, exactly. So that's that's okay. pretty much on, on the money. So it's sort of, this, this phenomenon mostly applies when we talk about randomness or luck. So it doesn't necessarily apply when we're talking about some sort of skill-based level that's that's uh, dependent or contingent on the outcome. But when mm. it's it's... Um, mostly it, it, it can be applied to just ran when there's randomness or, or luck. So, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Where so where 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 else might this apply? How how else can this yeah. affect my life? Yeah. Well, I mean, so <laughs> let's 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 do one thing. Say you go into your doctor's and you take your blood pressure, and yep. uh, they say, oh, you know, your your blood pressure is a bit lower than usual. Um, that's that's a bit odd. Okay. Well, you know, let's let's just see what's going on here. If you have a a, a good GP, the GP will often at times, if they see an extreme measurement, will say, oh, well, let me just measure this again to make sure it's not due to random error in the instrument or my measuring technique. And then they'll confirm that it is an extreme low uh, measure or that, in fact, it is, uh, you know, some some other outcome has influenced it. And so, you know, if if it's a low measure and you come back in a week's time, you may find that just by random fluctuations, maybe that day you were super relaxed, so your you know, blood pressure's really down, or you know, you just come off a four-week holiday or something. And so there's there's some of these random uh, reasons as to why you're, you'd have these fluctuations. But then if you were put immediately on some sort of uh, diet or intervention to make sure your blood pressure came back to normal or some uh, drug treatment, uh, if the doctor just asked you to come back in a month and test you again, uh, and your blood pressure could have been less extreme in that result. So it, it has some sort of implications in daily treatment, but more so when we're talking about big studies that look at drug interventions, if they uh, look at a population that has extreme values in any sense of the case, and that's where uh, it, can be, it can be interesting mm. and, and useful. So if a doctor took uh, blood pressure measurements of like 20 people mm-hmm. um, over time, uh, well, if, if they continued to do that multiple times, um, we would all regress to the true mean? Good good question. So it uh, it depends. It, it It's mostly if there's an extreme value within those 20 people. So mm. uh, if e- any of those 20 people had an extreme value, you'd expect, well, more likely than not, if you gave them another test of blood pressure, they may go more towards whatever the that true mean is. And again, that's the average blood pressure of the whole population. But let me give you another example that was sort of uh, come up by a guy who I read a book about. It was Think Fast and Slow um, by Daniel something, Kahneman, I think. And his his example was in relation to when he was teaching flight instructors, um, or he was involved somehow in in moderating teachers of flight instructors. And and these flight instructors found they told him from their personal experience they're like, hey, when I have someone who does a really tricky maneuver in the air and they do really well and I praise them more often than not, I find that the next time they can't do the maneuver or they actually perform worse uh, the next time. However. When someone does a really bad error in their maneuvering, it's really dangerous, and I reprimand them really badly, um, the next time, they often do better. So I I think that uh, negative reinforcement works. And Daniel Kahneman thought about this over and over and over and realized that this was actually this whole way in which this Air Force or, or part of the Army were um, thinking about or using their interventions of positive and negative reinforcement, it was all based on regression to the mean. And in fact, whether or not it, they said anything would have had no influence. And, and he proved it to him by he had a bunch of pilots do a flight simulation and he had someone behind their back flip a coin as to, as to whether they do good or bad. And mostly what he found was that when uh, they flipped the coin, they could tell as to whether it would go better or worse regardless of what sort of input was was happening it's just it's just extreme values are more likely to go back to the mean after time so 
Yeah, it happens everywhere. So how how do you differentiate between like oh well, how do you identify where it's regression to the mean as opposed to I don't know just the, the guy like got drunk the night before or something and, and <laughs> yeah. performed performed poorly. Yeah, so it's it's a great question, and it's there are ways in which we design certain experiments to ensure that there's uh, this regression to the mean effect is accounted for. So one is which uh, where you have random allocation of comparison groups. So as I said, regression to the mean can often occur when you pick people based on certain characteristics. And it's fine to pick them, but being aware that regression to the mean is there is, is one uh, way. Mm-hmm. Just being aware of it can help you uh, address it. The second thing is if you just randomly allocate people to drug and treatment intervention then uh, or placebo and treatment, you're more likely to counteract any of this uh, regression to the mean because it's just random allocation of people into groups. So uh, you're not getting extreme people who are doing poorly on some measure, giving them some treatment, saying, oh, look, it's the treatment that made them work, when in reality they would have just gotten better over time. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the main way in which we deal with uh, regression to the mean. But does this make you think about your whole life? I mean, have you ever placed bets or gambled on on something based on a fact that could have been random chance? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I'm not a big gambler, but I, I was thinking about like when, uh, like if, if black comes up five times in a row, you kind of expect the next one to be black as well. Mm. But, oh, well, I guess it doesn't really apply. There's no, there's no mean there, does it? No, there? No, not really. I mean, but that is, uh, that's a common example used to show intuition versus statistics you know yeah Uh, the statistics there tell us that if you're i guess if the options are black or red and it's 50 50 you're likely to have either or but uh intuition tells us that no it should be red like there's only so many blacks that can uh, be come up in a row and so it's Mm. yeah it's it's an interesting phenomenon it's interesting how it applies to our daily lives and and yeah crazy yeah. I, I i mean i guess what's concerning is now like every time i perform kind of well at something i have to expect myself to to perform poorly the next time <laughs> and that 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 sucks what if i do really well in like the mid sem tests at uni yeah so, am i going to do poorly in my final then well i, I suppose think, so i i think it's <laughs> i think it's being aware that uh there to some degree it's possible like it's if you get a hundred percent on the test the next mm-hmm. test, it's less likely you'll also get 100%. Because, you know, I don't think, I think in all testing situations, there's some degree of luck. So it's hard to say that it's all controlled in, by in, skill. In, in all cases. For me. You'd say? In, in all cases. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, that's, that's, you don't need it to be dependent on luck if you're not guessing, <laughs> Stephen. And so, um, but the, yeah, in the same way. So, yeah, you would expect not to get hundreds over and over and over again. But in the same way, it can be a positive message if you're, if you did really poorly on one exam, you could say, well, you know, I was just super unlucky on that. If I put the same amount of preparations, more likely I'll do a little bit better. But at the end of the day, like practice is, is the biggest predictor of, of better exam results. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but you see it, I, I've seen it a lot in um, sporting athletes or teams where they have a really good season and then the next season they don't do well at all. Um, mm. And so you could look at, 
any sport. I think basketball, there, were, there was a famous example with the Golden State Warriors and they did extremely well. They looked undefeated. They could like never be beaten. And then this this year, I don't think they've done as well, or at least in the start of the season. So it's um, and it can. Yeah, it's 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 a powerful tool. So if you want to make a bit of money, statistics is <laughs> do a do a degree in statistics. You'll learn a lot about uh, how the world works around you. So, yeah, I wonder how much that affects like the financial markets as well. I, I guess, I yeah. guess quite significantly. Maybe. Um, I mean, is this something that's been accounted for in studies for quite some time, or is this something that's been like fairly newly being integrated into? No, it, it's it's definitely been around for for a long, long time, and it's uh, it's a good thing because uh, the the more we're aware of it, the more it's likely it's going to be accounted for, so that we don't make incorrect conclusions. Um, but it's often. One of those things that you just people don't think of all the time, uh, and so it's it's good to keep it like the forefront of your mind. So I mean, um, some other examples uh, for regression to the mean. Speaking of business, is uh, often if a business organization has a really profitable quarter, um, despite underlying reasons for its performance being unchanged, it's likely to do less well in the next quarter. So it has pretty big implications when, I guess, speaking of finance in the stock market. I mean. I don't know. It's very difficult to make judgments on finance, but Tesla was doing really well with their stock. And I think recently I saw, you know, headline article that a lot of people were changing their stock from Tesla to um, Apple. And so mm. the and, and the stock's going down, up and down. And so we can if you just break it up into quarters, you can sort of see these changes uh, fluctuate over time. And so if you ever so, see something go up extremely high, just expect it to go down and vice versa. So just, I mean, just to be clear, like the the value of a of a stock there would regress to the mean of that stock's valuation over a period of time, or wouldn't necessarily I, regress to like the mean of all stock yeah, values. Yeah, it's a good point. I guess in that case, you're more thinking of the idea that if there's an extreme value, it's more likely to go down, and if mm. it's a whether or up or down, depending on which uh, level of the extreme it's on. But yeah, with stock values. Uh, it, I don't know what the true average stock is, but it would depend on certain factors. So maybe it's the true average, but not of all stocks, but maybe of all stocks for big companies and then all stocks for medium companies and all stocks for small companies. And so maybe that's where we, so there's probably subdivisions like that. So populations within there have, have mm. some income. Yeah. Oh, we should just transition to a financial advice podcast. I, I, I think so. Our, oh, yeah, of course. Game. I mean, my, given that this my... podcast has made us no money, I'm not sure if we're <laughs> the, in the greatest, greatest position. <laughs> so, I mean, what, do, you, do you think that um, regression to the mean will have any real impact in your life? Or do you think that this was just a, an interesting phenomenon that you're like, cool, now I know something about statistics that, you know, I could, <laughs> I could tell at a pub or a party. What what worried me was that I'm now going to be the victim of like self-fulfilling prophecies in that whenever I achieve something and I feel like it was luck that got me through, yeah. I'm going to feel like my next attempt is, you know, going to be less successful. And right. then with that in mind, I feel like I'm just going to like make it happen <laughs> yeah. myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, well, my next time is going to be gonna suck so why like why bother <laughs> why no that's true and I, I wouldn't want anyone to to think that i, I, I want it to be a positive <laughs> message but i'll give you a few more examples before we finish up of regression mean to re really hammered home and this is it's i mean when you really um dive down into the details of it it's quite a complicated 
concept. So uh, hopefully these examples help. But there's one example of UK law enforcement policies, which encourage the visible sitting of static or mobile speed cameras at accident black spots. Um, and this policy was justified by a perception that there was a corresponding reduction in serious road traffic accidents after a camera was set up. But the statisticians who analyzed the data in the road traffic areas, they found that although there is some benefit to lives saved from seeing these big uh, visible speed cameras, regression to the mean means that the effect of these speed cameras probably overstated. So without those speed cameras in those areas that are highly visible, there was the number of accidents probably went down normally over time, but because of regression to the mean. But the fact that they're there, it had some effect, but not as big as it was seen. And it's, as we said, in um, uh, sporting uh, areas, a common phenomenon is what they call, you know, when people have a really amazing sophomore season and then they go into professional and rookie season uh, they don't do as well and a lot of people blame it on the jump but often it's just a fact that of the mean of that population they're less likely to perform as well so mm. um it happens in a lot of different areas so uh, oh yeah. What, yeah what you're saying there about the speed cameras i mean mm. realizing this has huge implications for policy mm. because Definitely. governments can feel like they've you know really successfully implemented some measure to prevent I don't know the, the spread of coronavirus because yeah. we handed everyone small sticks and yeah. now the, there's less coronavirus. And and so the question, the question people may have is, so how do we find out how, exactly how effective these uh, speed cameras are, these visible speed cameras in these areas? How do we know if they have any effect or a small effect or a large effect? All you have to do is you have to get two areas which are having similar amounts of these uh, accidents or like they're hotspots of these accidents and then you just have to give one visible speed cameras and the other not or vice versa and do that in multiple areas and then you can sort of contrast the results and see what the effect is of non none versus um, the speed camera intervention and you'll see well well naturally is there a change and so it's it's uh, important so yeah, but no, this scientific thinking isn't always there in uh, Governments, so maybe for good reason. Maybe it's good that governments think they're <laughs> they're, they're they're doing something good, you know, with with these things. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe a discussion for another time. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, uh, Stephen, on the statistics podcast, uh, mm -hmm. I think I think we're going to leave it at that. Um, any any yeah. final questions? Any statistical questions that have been you know itching you for for the last few weeks? Oh, not not really. Is this no. something that you think about on a daily basis? Do you. Are yeah, you often, conscious and aware not, of it? Not daily, but often. Yeah, I, there's often mm. these these sort of phenomena that when when I because I learn more and more statistics in my PhD, and so I think about these things and how they apply in our lives. And I think what's most interesting is how this impacts. Uh, I think human beings naturally are very cause and effect um, creatures in the sense that we do something, we see the effect of it, and we're like, oh, A causes B. But mm. this sort of allows me to question that intuition to say sometimes a doesn't cause b it's just it's just yes there's a relationship but it's not always there um, and it's very very difficult to overcome that sort of bias so anytime there's a bias in thinking that can be exposed i'm more uh, interested in it, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's in some way a healthy way to to view the world i don't know 
He yeah, seems to be doing so. pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, you know what that means. That means uh, soon enough I will be doing well based on regression. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm so sorry. I should have oh, no. Set me up real bad. <laughs> and, but in saying that, if you have any questions, you can always hit us up on our email, which is uh, midnightconversationspodcast at gmail.com. Stephen, where else can they uh, find us? Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, the works. We're Boom. on. Yep. Right Name everywhere. it, we're on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and in saying that, uh, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. If you thought this podcast was good, don't listen next week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. That was, that was, a, that was a sad waste of 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, Bye.